an initiative of Franciscan University of Steubenville. Faithandreason.com. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Let me try to grab a guitar here. What a lot of people don't know is that The Wanderer is a very sad song. It says, I roam from... Hey, that's a good buzz. You know, I'll tell you the truth. That's what got me in this business. I heard a blues song. Guy said, you're the one who gives me a buzz. I didn't think I'd last much longer, but it shows you just how wrong I was. <laughs> well, the wanderer says, I roam from town to town. I go through life without a care. I'm as happy as a clown with my two fists of iron, but I'm going nowhere. So it's kind of a, you know, a, a guy looks, turns in on itself. But being where I'd, I'll do a, a kind of a rock and roll blues. This is a song I sing for my friends. Turn it up. You might slip, you might slide, stumbling fall by the roadside, but don't let nobody drag your spirit down. You know we walking up to heaven, child. Don't let nobody turn you around. Walk with the rich, walk with the poor. Learn from everybody, that's what life is for. Don't let nobody drag your spirit down. Remember, we walking up the heaven child. Don't let nobody turn you around. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Some people wait, see which way the wind is gonna blow. But don't let no, 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 nobody drag your spirit down. You know we walking up to heaven, child. Nobody turn you around. I might say things sound strange to you. I might preach the gospel. I believe it's true, but don't let nobody, 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 nobody. We walking up to heaven, child. Don't let nobody turn you around. Ah, you. Oh, you guys are nice. <clears throat>
Thank you, Bob. Bob Rice. Good morning, everybody. My name's Dion. I'm from uh, Bronx, New York City. I, uh, I had a birthday last week. Uh, if I wasn't so extremely grateful for every day that God has given me, I'd be appalled at how old I am. <laughs> I know my wife for 55 years. Uh, we've been married 48. <laughs> Sue, stand up. Just stand. My Susie. <clears throat> I met Susie at a Annette Funicello birthday party. She was <laughs> sweet 16 birthday party. Uh, you know, Susan's, uh, she's from Vermont, and, uh, you know, uh, she's a wordsmith. You know, I, I was at this party, I had my tank top on, I was like, I was 17 years old. I was like, yo, <laughs> the, <laughs> the kid is here. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I said to her at the party, I said, you know that guy Ray Ray? He's a real jerk. She said to me, I believe Ray, Ray Ray's perception of reality is colored and skewed by his limitations <laughs> and his faulty dependencies and his insecurities. I said, yo, that's what I said, he's a jerk. <laughs> that guy, is, he's a jerk. So, I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert or a teacher or a, a scholar or an intellectual and academic, but I'm like everybody here. We're all students of the truth and the church, and that's, that's what I, I consider myself a student. <laughs> and uh, thank you. And I, I've never seen anybody like Steve Ray be so excited for so, he's just, he's on zang. He got, when he got saved, he got saved. He was like, <laughs> he got like oversaved. Well, I'm from the Bronx. Uh, I was born in 1939, so I'm 72. That do the math for you. Uh, I was baptized and confirmed in Montcalm Catholic Church. And... Uh, uh, they, they didn't want to take Dion, even though my, my, it's on my birth certificate. They gave me, uh, you know, St. Francis is my patron saint. And uh, Simon Goodstead here. Pray for me, St. Francis. <laughs> my parents, uh, let's see, Pat and uh, Fran. My mom is a super responsible, over super responsible person. And my father is a super irresponsible person, okay? And uh, I come from a macho Italian neighborhood, you know. Yo, <laughs> what do you want to know? Uh, the, the, the kid, you know. I, I mean, I, you know, I thought I was supposed to be born knowing everything. I, I don't know where I got this idea. Uh, but in my neighborhood, reputation and respect was the whole deal. You walked around like you knew everything. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> but uh, 
I think what we, why we asked what's happening is nobody knew. We didn't have a clue. You know. What's happening? Nobody knew. But, uh, and my parents argued a lot. The more they, you know, my, my, my father never had a real job. Never. He didn't pay taxes. He never made enough money to pay taxes. And my mom was always working. They were always arguing. And the more they argued, the better guitar player I became. I went in the room and I, you know, I, anyway, uh, Mount Carmel Catholic Church was like the hub of my neighborhood. You know, it was, it uh, sat in the middle of Little Italy. And Monsignor Pernacone, Pernacone stood outside on the steps, and he would engage us as we walked by. So when I was 15, 1955, I'd be walking by the church, you know, like, you know, like the rebel king, you know. And Monsignor would say, yo, Dion, come over here. What's this movie, Rebel Without a Cause? I say, it's a good movie, James Dean. Father James Dean, you know. He'd say, why rebel without a cause? Rebel for the truth, Dion. Oh, thanks for reminding me, Monsignor. I forgot, you know. <laughs> and then on the way back, he'd say, Dion, what makes a man happy? I say, oh, Monsignor, this, this girl moved down from Vermont. I didn't know they, they, they grew anything as beautiful as her up in Vermont, Monsignor. If I could get a date with, she's a righteous fox, Monsignor. If, if I could get a hit record or a, a Thunderbird, you know, black leather bucket seats, wire chrome wheels, Monsignor. If I could get a J200 guitar, I'd be happy, Monsignor. You're looking at Mr. Happy. No, Dion, the virtuous man is a happy man. St. Thomas Aquinas. Virtue is the habit, you know, I, I was, I said, oh, thanks for reminding me, virtue. And I'd be walking away and going, what's virtue? I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Did he sneeze or something, you know? <clears throat> and then I'd, you know, I'd make the mistake of going back and asking him, and I never forgot. Virtue is the habitual, firm disposition to do the good. Anyway, you know, the, 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 I think the gangs, the, the lure of the streets and the cool and, you know, I just, you know, Frankie Yunk Yunk, Joe Beebe Eyes, Ralphie Moach, all the guys on the corner. I couldn't put a black gown on like this guy had on. And so I just, I went over there with the guys. I, you know, drugs, the gangs, it was like my family, you know, it was the only thing I could. And uh, I got involved in music because my, uh, my uncle bought me a little guitar. I wish I had that guitar today, I could retire. It's, it was an L1 Gibson, you know what I mean, Scott. So, uh, and, and I, I, you know, maybe I couldn't define it back then, but I, I found out that I had a gift to write a song. And within a, a three-minute song, I could make sense of the world. I could resolve conflict, and I could make sense of the world. You know, I could write a song like, Here I am, girl, standing in the rain. Going round inside a hurricane, baby. I want to ride with you. You know, and I say, don't you know exactly how I feel? My mind feels like it ain't got no driving wheel, baby. And then I write a couple other verses. And then the last verse would come around. I'd say, um, everybody's got to make a change sometime. My heart has turned towards the sunshine, baby. I want to ride with you. 
I want to ride with you, baby. That's all I want to do. You know, something like that. But, but I could, but <clears throat> what I'm saying in three minutes, bing, everything was fine. You know, everything, I was cooled out, you know, and I, I became like a, a neighborhood attraction in the neighborhood, uh, in the, in my neighborhood. And uh, <clears throat> Susan and I really connected at a talent show at uh, St. Martin of Tours, uh, on, like a Thanksgiving talent show. She was, she was singing with the two Jones, her, her, her friends, Joan and Joan. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone far with that name. And uh, Susie and the two Jones. And, uh, and I, I had the butcher, Eddie Bass on bass. And, you know, and, and I took a liking to her. And I was trying to impress her, boy. I, I think what impressed her more was the new guitar I had, the case with the velvet inside and everything. She was like, she thought I was important because of the guitar. Anyway, uh, soon after that, there was this... Uh, this guy in my neighborhood, Willie Green, he was a janitor, and he, uh, he uh, helped me uh, put a song together to, to do an audition for a record company. I did. I got a contract. They didn't know what I was. Lori Records, sign. Where's your parents? Sign on the dotted line. So I got a contract. I was like 17 years old. And the success started happening. You know, we started just making up songs. There was, rock and roll didn't exist when I was a kid. It didn't exist. You sat at the table when you were 19, you listened to Frank Sinatra, that was it. And you could talk, you know. <laughs> Shut up until you're 19, you know, anyway. But we started writing songs and we started, you know, we did anything, we made it, you know. So I, I kind of hit the top of my profession like, uh, Alan said I was on the winter dance party with uh, Buddy Holly, Richie Valance, and uh, Big Bopper. I put the story in the book. It's, I don't want to go through it here, but I was the only guy in the room. We were the headliners, and Buddy was an extraordinary guy, uh, 22 years old. What 22-year-old charters a plane? I was just learning how to hail a cab. I, I, <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't charter a plane. And uh, I was the only guy that lived past February 3rd, 1959. I was in that room when the decision was made, who was going to fly on that plane. But uh, I had 12 gold records on the wall. Soon after, you know, I went solo. I run around Sue, The Wanderer, Ruby Baby, Abraham Martin and John, all kinds of... And Susan, being from Vermont, she... she We'd be sitting, having dinner, and she'd say, Dion, can I ask you a question? I'd say, yeah. She'd say, is this all you want? I'm like, I got 12 records. <laughs> I want 13? What do you, what do you, you know, I, I, I didn't know what, I knew she was asking me something profound. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so... I was afraid I'd lose her, and I asked her to marry me. Baby, I'll love you forever. Me and you, honey, I'll do whatever you want. The only problem is, you know, you ever hear these people do the next right thing? I couldn't do the next right thing. I had no power to do the next right thing. I was crazy. So I, uh, we got married, 1963. Unbeknownst, on the Feast of the Annunciation, 
March 25th, 1963. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Mother Mary's watching over me, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, the next five years, slowly but surely, was spiraled right into hell. I mean, you know, the drugs and the drinking, it's, it's progressive. When, you, when you're an alcoholic, when you're a drug addict, and I, I was really, I started taking drugs on the streets before I ever started recording. And uh, it just gets, you know, there's three stages to all this. A lot of fun, the first stage, a lot of fun, drugs, talking to the girl, because you know everything to say now, you don't have to think about what you gotta say or double check, you know, re-guess what you're saying, you know, you, you think you're the smartest guy in the world. A lot of fun, and then, goes into the second stage, fun and some problems. And then the third stage, problems. Nothing but problems. That's the stage I was in, 1963 to 19, I'd say 60, well, 68 for me. You know, it just went, those five years were like hell. The bleakest, darkest, emotional period of my life. and. Uh, irritable, restless, discontent, and uh, just, you know, I, I, if any of you know any, an alcoholic or a drug addict or anybody who's addicted to anything, they're the most selfish, self-centered, self-seeking, inconsiderate, fearful, dishonest people you ever want to meet, and they blame you for everything and make you think you're crazy, and how they do life is they make you get, they try to make you guilty. You never, you always, why don't you, you, who do you think you, you know, and, you know, the devil has everything believers have. They, he has the car and the girl and the condo and the bank account. The only trait he doesn't have is humility. It's not teachable. And uh, I was not teachable. I was like, who are you? You know, when I was, the more drugs and the more people, the people that loved me wanted to help me, was like, get off my back. Leave me alone. Who do you think you are? You know, you're talking to, you know, like I was like just, you know what I mean? Tell them I'm here and, uh, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Tell them I showed up. <laughs> I'm responsible. Well, anyway, I had this soul sickness, and like I said, uh, you play the blame game, you know, you, and you blame everybody. And, and, and in this craziness, Susan hit a tolerance point. Everybody has a tolerance point. And she went for help. She went for help, to help herself. She went to a 12-step, uh, you know, spiritual-based recovery family recovery program and she and she came back one night and I said where'd you go she said I, I went to a, a family recovery program I said are you talking about me she said you no your highness I'm not talking about you <laughs> I got problems I I me I got problems I'm going for help I need help I'm going for myself. You're not allowed to talk about anybody there but yourself. So she met a, a woman named Lois there who told her to 
give me these four points all week, like not say anything else, to just repeat these four things. So I try to start, you know, like I said, you try to blame. When you're a junkie and you're involved in this disease, you want to blame people. So I said to her, you know what's wrong with you? You always, you never, you know, and, and she, she walked over to me. Dion, I love you. I've been trying to help you, honey. I found out at these meetings, I can't help you. It's frustrating, honey. Thank God there's a group of people who understand your problem, found the way out. You should seek them out. Thank God they exist. Excuse me, I got to get the orange juice. So I said, you know what's wrong with you? You never, you, 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 know, you know what you should do? You know, you know, your problem is, and she turned around and come up to me and she said, honey, I adore you. I really adore you. I, I thought I had the power to make people understand what, to make people understand. I found out I don't have that power. I'm powerless. Oh, it's so frustrating. It's hard to accept that. You know, because I, you know, I, but they, thank God. Thank God there's, there's people who really know the way out. They, they know where the door is. They, 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 they have the key. You, I pray to God you seek them out. They, they can help you. You could get help there. Excuse me, I got to get the, the, the eggs. You know what's wrong with, and I'd keep throwing, hitting the ball in her court. You know, it's, you know, it's like, it's, the game is like control, and, and whoever serves the ball is in control. You never, she wouldn't pick up the racket. <laughs> she wouldn't swing at the ball. She got so good, she didn't even step on the court. <laughs> she walked over to me and said, you know, honey, I'm so sorry you feel that way. I'm so sorry, I just, I'm, breaks my heart to see what you're going through. You know, I, I love you, you know. Oh, thank God these people are, the, you know. And she, she, re, she was like a broken record for a week. I think she got A on the test. Lois must have went. Well, anyway, it's, it's hard to argue with yourself. I, I, I sought out. I said, where are these people? I sought them out. April 1st, 1968. I got on my knees, I said a prayer, I said, God, if you're real, I, I, I need help. I haven't had a drug or a drink in 43 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thank God. I, uh, I, uh, I, I became aware of God's reality before I became aware, uh, well, I became aware of his power before I became aware of his reality. And I asked, you know, I, I, I have a feeling that there's a lot of people on that day that are going to show up, you know, in front of the Lord, and they're going to say, Lord, how come you didn't, de and he's going to say, why didn't you ask? You know, asking is a prayer. That's a prayer. I didn't know that. So I, I asked, here I am, you know, and uh I sought out the 12 steps, which is based on the disciplines of St. Ignatius of Loyola 
And, and the 12 steps are designed to lead you into union with God. That's what they're designed to, to you, you take the one step, two step, and, and you, you position yourself to receive. You get under the spout where the glory comes out. Because the 12 steps says, having had a spiritual awakening, we carried this message to, you know, to people or alcoholics. What message? Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we carried this message. What message? Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, you know. So I had this spiritual awakening. It, it hurled me into like the fourth dimension here, you know. And I'm like, uh, I'm walking along and I'm, my, I, I get a sponsor. A sponsor. An outside reference to my life. A mentor. I become teachable. <laughs> a new concept for me. Like, I'm, I'm really listening to this guy. And, man, I, 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 you know, I'm going to offend some people, I know, because this guy, was, this guy was brutal on me. And my family. He was brutal. But he was just one of, uh, he, he was a drunk. And a recovered guy, you know, like 12 years. And he was like, ah, yeah, you're going to do this. And, you know. You know, it wasn't like no therapist. He was like, you know, <laughs> you know, take the cotton out of your ears and shove it in your mouth, you know. <laughs> you know, you might, the monkey might be off your back, but the circus didn't leave town. <laughs> you know, you know, he was like, he was like one of those guys. Anyway, um, you know, I, I started working this program. And I, I started, I never took inventory of myself. I'm saying St. Ignatius of Loyola, these disciplines. And that's where it all came from, you know. Uh, it's very Catholic, you know. Um, and I found out that I had resentments. It says resentments have the power to kill. And, uh, you know, recovery and even Catholicism, you know, it works itself out in relationships. That's where you see it. With your kids, with your wife, with your job, with your friends. With your, that's where it works itself out, in relationships. Well, my sponsor, it works itself out. God created us in such a way only to work well when we're in union with him. Got it? Chew on that for a minute, <laughs> Leon. Ba uh, the name is Dion. Whatever. Get in the truck. Get in the truck. We're going to a meeting. Your Highness the baby. Get in the truck. So he meets my mother. Here's where I'll, I'll really offend you. He says, you better find a, a power greater than your parents, your mother. He said, you, you know, um, uh, I'm telling you, he said, you, if she doesn't go for help, she'll destroy you. She thinks she's anointed to run the world. <laughs> she said, you know, you better, you know, she's a lovely one, but Dion, I'm telling you, just back, there's some people, or the way they do life is either they control you. If they can't control you, they're going to criticize you. There's nothing in between. 
They don't know how to do life like in between where they assert themselves and receive, you know, somewhere in the middle. She, she's one of these. She's a number seven. They, this is the way they do life, you know. You know what I'm saying? And, and I love my mom. She's, still, she's like 97. She's never changed. She sits in my, uh, I have a son-in-law who has a, a church. He, he, you know, the lowest of the low. He's like St. Francis, this guy. He's a beautiful guy. My mother's been sitting in that church 30 years. What's this Jesus thing? I don't get it. I mean, I don't, what, what is this Jesus? I said, Mom, you can't turn your life. You're, you're, you're running the world. I mean, how are you going to, like, follow somebody? Yeah, you, you, you know. She doesn't get the concept of following somebody. She's on the throne, you know. She just, you know what I mean? So we have a lot of fun with her. And she's, she, she, you know, understand. You know, she critiques my, 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 my brother-in-law. He, he gets up. He's a great teacher. This guy could teach. He, know, he knows scripture. And he, and he teaches. And he does a 45-minute sermon. And she says, he says, what do you think, Fran? She says, Tommy, never wear brown shoes with blue socks. Uh, she, she critiques it. She's looking to critique people. She doesn't know how to receive any. She's, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I get away from her. for I distance myself for a little while, and I started seeing it. I had to unplug the approval machine. So I went to my parents. I said, I had a meeting with them and my sisters. I said, I'm resigning. They said, resigning? From what? I said, from feeling responsible, because I bought my mother a split-level house. She said, what'd you do? You put me in a pickle. Why don't you give me the money? What do you, you know, she's like, she, I, I didn't know. She was complaining about the $36. So I thought, let me, you know, I got my first check I bought. It. Well, anyway, it's a long story. It's in the book, 39, no. I'm not. Anyway, uh, so, um, you know, uh, she, she was the oldest of eight kids, and she, 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 she kept the family together, and that's what she knows. She's like, you have a need, she's going to fill it. You know, it's that generation. She's just a hard worker. And thank God she has the qualities she had. You know, she kept our family together. You know what I mean? Through the depression. I said, didn't you feel the depression? She said, no, I had a good job. Probably like $30 a week, you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, when I, when I, uh, I, I said I'm resigning, she said, resigning from, from what? I said, I'm going to take my rightful place in the family. I'm going to be an accountable son, a loving son, but I'm not going to feel responsible for you and dad and Joan and that my sisters. And she said, she said, feel responsible. Why do you feel responsible? You shouldn't feel that way. I said, I know. That's why I'm resigning. <laughs> so, oh, of course, my, my, my sponsor was brutal on me. He said, she's hiding some deep psychological weaknesses. You better get out of town, kid, you know. <laughs> he said, you know, uh, he, he went on with me, you know, and then I just distanced myself for a while, and then I could come back with a lot of love. And, uh, and my, my other resentment is, I'm Italian. I didn't like Italians. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking of the five guys up on the corner who were trying to get involved in my, my, rec my job when I was 17. You know, thank God I had that first record. You know, they came up with their black coats and their fedoras, and they said, hey, kid, 
Let me, let's see your record. We're going to put you in the jukebox on the corner. It was number one, the record. They're going to put me in the jukebox on the corner. <laughs> Let me hear the record. So the record started. Dun, da, dun, 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 dun. They went, take the record off. You sound like a wet dish rag. Let's go. <laughs> Sammy Scambazzo, Jimmy Chooch. It was like, you know, all those guys, they walked out. And they never bothered me again. Then one guy came to me once. He says, I want you to be with me. I said, I am with you. He said, no, I want you to be with me. I said, I am with you. Here I am. Long story. Anyway, <laughs> I said, I'm a rock and roller. I'm not going to say yes. to. I'm not going to walk around like the rest of these guys following you saying yes. You know? So anyway, so I, I worked that out. And then I went, to, I went to Italy with Sue, and I saw the, you know, the history and the architecture and the the music and the love and the food and the spirituality and the art and the poetry and the church and, 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 and the priests. And I, I met the nuns and, and I, I, I just, I don't know, they lit up the room for me. They lit up the room. I said, this is not, Italians are cool. I said, this is, <laughs> so I got a new idea of what Italian, you know, like, and I started to embrace, try to see every culture at the center of it, you know, because it's rich, it's wide, it's full, it's very different. You know, you could see, if you get to the center of it, sometimes you could see the good or the bad, you know. Anyway, by the way, let me, I, I know I'm in the middle of this talk, but I just want to say, I am so excited to be here. I mean, Scott and Steve Ray and Kimberly and Marcus Grodi and my friends and... Patrick Madrid, God, and I, I feel like you. I have three daughters and one wife. I feel blessed among women. <laughs> blessed among women. Uh, yeah, I, uh, anyway, I, I embraced, you know, I got rid of the, 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 the with the, you know, the, that resentment. And uh, I, ha I had a resentment against the church. I tried to become an altar boy when I was a kid. Something happened. Don't want to get, but I don't know. I had an attitude, and I, you know, when I, when I, I had a, a spiritual awakening way back in the 70s, and it, it brought me into the Pro, Protestant. I went, I went into Protestant churches because all the volume and the exuberance and the, I don't know, there was energy there, and, and they had the Bible, and I, I, learned, I learned the Bible. I, I, I started, it, like, to this day, when, when we have Mass and there's three readings, I know where it drop the readings in, in salvation history, in the story, I know where it fits, you know, I know where it, where it belongs, and I have, I have a good idea how to get around it, you know, and I met such great people in, in, uh, in these different denominations, but I started getting really frustrated, because, uh, you know, you get these concordances, you have, there's like 50 sets of them for each church, you know, you know, it's, it's like, Who's, you know, and all the, all the Bibles have different commentary. And it, it's like, and, you know, I think back to Monsignor Pedernicone, the truth, and I thought, what is truth and who has the authority to define it? So I was all over the place. I was, like, looking for somebody that was placed to land. And, uh, you know, I heard that, uh, you know, on the, on the envelopes at the Protestant church I was going to, I think it was Presbyterian church, it had, right on the envelopes, 
it, it had unity in the essentials, liberty in the non-essentials, and charity in all things. And I thought, wow, that's what it is, unity in the essentials. So I, I'm thinking on the way home, what are the essentials? Oh, well, the virgin birth. You know, I'm going through the crucifixion, the essential. Then I found out it was St. Augustine who said it, and the essentials were the Eucharist and authority. <laughs> Those two weren't in the mix. They were nowhere in the essentials, in my essentials. So I started asking, what's the essentials? Oh, everybody had different essentials. So unity in the essentials. So, I, you know, I, I was watching Marcus Grota on EWTN. When was, your, when, when was it, like 1996? That's when I came into the church. J John Haas, an Episcopal priest, was on his program. I'm not going to go through the story, but it was fabulous. I was just, that's what's missing. That right there. Authority. I never I never saw it. I never saw it. You know, and it just, I mean, it was like heaven opened up for me. The angels and the saints started singing. I, I walked into a Catholic church. Man, I, I just felt like, talk about surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. It was like, hallelujah. <laughs> he got it. The kid from the Bronx. Look at him. <laughs> anyway, it was a sad, you know. Yeah. Uh, thank God for EWTN. They really uh, make sure some good information gets out there. And, you know, that's when I, 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 I heard of, of Scott Hahn. So I, I said, I got to get this guy. And I was talking to a friend of mine in Rhode Island. He said, I'll get you his number. So I called him. And, uh, wow, he sent me some stuff. And the objections just started falling like dominoes. You know, I have friends in my name. I have bright guys that were in church, my friends, my community. I started sharing with them. They said, well, even Catholics could be right on one thing. <laughs> Get me more of this. So I, so, so I asked Scott for another book and another book. You know, they started coming in. They said, wow, you know, it was like, it started making sense, you know, because there's so many misconceptions. You know that the I, you, you've heard it, I'm, I'm sure, so many times that, you know, there's millions of people who hate the Catholic Church, but they don't really know what it teaches. I didn't know. I had no idea. I had no idea how beautiful it was. It's so different standing in the center of it, looking out, than being on the outside, outside like hitting it and cursing it and kicking at it and yelling at it and, you know, and I thought I was so smart. You know, I, I remember I was in a meeting one time and I said to somebody, you know, I was anti-Catholic and this guy said, ooh, I was never that smart. <laughs> and I said, Steve, where'd you hear that? He said, I don't know, I was just never that smart. Yeah. I, I thought it was brilliant, you know, it was like, Anyway, I walked right into the confessional, and Father Joe was there, and uh, I, I don't know, when I go to confession, I don't, I'm, I'm so used to the 12-step thing, looking people in the eye, that I, I just walk in, I like to look the priest in the eye and s tell him, you know, and I said, I said, Father, you know, do you, do you know, I, I've been, I said, 
I thought I loved the Lord. I, I was like, I said, I do love the Lord, but I, I, I've been anti-Catholic. I've been, I've been like abusing Catholics and like really resent and arguing and, and really like in rebellion with, with the body of Christ. And I'm like, he's like, oh, thank God. Stand up, Casey. He gives me a hug. He says, welcome home, Dion. He says, welcome home. You know. Anyway, the rest of And, you know, my beautiful wife, you know, she, um, she was always so, uh, you know, Susan's funny. She, uh, she doesn't nag. I don't know where she, you know, I, she's, she's Irish. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to be careful, you know. But she, uh, you know, I'd come home with a number one record or I'd get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and she'd nail up on the cupboard like a little cartoon of Beethoven playing the piano and his wife with the mop and the head rig and the apron <laughs> saying, Beethoven, the garbage, you know, like, <laughs> you know, just, she doesn't nag. But the garbage is under the cartoon, you know? It's like, she, she gives you like these uh, little hints, you know? Anyway, uh, she, she's so beautiful, and uh, thank God, uh, you know, they say marry the girl who can get you to heaven. I, I, I had no idea, but I did. Uh, I thank you. God bless you. Have a great day an initiative of Franciscan University of Steubenville. Faithandreason.com Be transformed by the renewal of your mind.